So today on this visionary journey, we are uh, looking at Exodus chapter three, Exodus chapter three, Exodus chapter three. Uh, again, Moses is the subject of conversation uh, this morning. Moses and Moses response to God at the burning bush. Moses responds to God and he responds to him uh, with fear. He responds to him with anxiety. He does not want to do uh, what is the assignment, uh, the calling that has been placed uh, on his life. Uh, beginning with verse one, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire uh, from the midst of a burning bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near to this place. Take off your sandals. Uh, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their task taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Havites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. So he said, I will certainly be with you. This shall be a sign that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and they say to me, the God of your fathers has, uh, and I say to them, uh, uh, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? 
And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. We find Moses having this dialogue with God. God is speaking to him. God is calling him. God is speaking to him uh, in a burning bush. God is speaking to him in a burning bush, and Moses turns aside to say, I'm going to see why this bush is burning. Because, of course, he's never seen a bush that burned but did not get consumed. And so he knew something unusual was happening. So he turned aside to see, and God begins to speak. What Moses hears, he does not like. What Moses hears, he does not like. He likes that God is speaking, of course. He takes off his sandals and he uh, 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 takes a posture of humility before God. And Moses even likes that, uh, uh, that Israel will be delivered. After all, we find that early on in Moses' life when he uh, uh, was in the palace and enjoying all the creature comforts of living in the palace, having been raised by Egyptian royalty, uh, that he sees uh, a fellow Hebrew being oppressed, being beaten uh, in slavery uh, uh, by one of the Egyptians. And he uh, steps up on behalf of the Hebrew uh, who it has been uh uh, misused, mishandled, and abused by the Egyptian. And he ends up killing the Egyptian. And that is why he has had to flee for his life. And so he now finds himself on the backside of the desert. One thing we've got to understand on this visionary journey is that uh, that the 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 that the the purpose for the journey uh, solves a problem. The purpose for our journey solves a problem. Uh, uh, Moses hears from God, and God says to him specifically, "You are the one that I have called to deliver uh, the children of Israel. You will deliver my people." I have heard their cries and I am answering their cries by sending you to be a deliverer for them. So the purpose for his journey is that he might be the deliverer who speaks on behalf of God to Pharaoh to let my people go. That will be God's word to Pharaoh. The purpose for the journey solved a problem. The people were being oppressed. 
The people were being mistreated. The people were being abused and God heard their cries. Listen, there's a purpose for your journey. Somebody is waiting on you to stand up and be what God has called you to be. Now we hear people say that and we think about those with titles. This isn't about a title. This is about a great work that needs to be done in order that the problem might be solved. It might be a problem in your household. It might be a problem in your family. It might be a problem on your job. It might be a problem in your neighborhood. It could be a problem in the community. It could be a problem <clears throat> on any level, but the truth of the matter is that somebody is waiting on you to stand up and allow God to use you as a solution to the problem. The thing that we see here is that Moses uh, has spent uh, uh, his life, ever since he fled uh, for some 40 years, it is believed, uh, out on the backside of the desert uh, uh, on a regular basis. He is tending the flock uh, of, of Jethro. He is tending the flock of, uh, of Jethro. And, and it doesn't matter that he is no longer in Egypt. I can guarantee uh, that he still thinks about the days that were. He still thinks about what he did. After all, he had to flee and he could not return because uh, uh, he had committed murder, which meant that uh, he uh, could uh, be killed uh, for his crime. And so you can't tell me that Moses did not think about what he had done. Can I tell somebody this morning that it does not disqualify you uh, what you've done in the past? Your past does not disqualify you from being used, from being called, from being uh, the solution to somebody's problem. Uh, uh, the excuse of, I don't know, the excuse of, I've never done it before, the excuse of, uh, well, I have this on my record, well, I've done this in the past. None of that disqualifies you from being who God wants you to be to solve the problem that God wants you to be a solution for. So don't become comfortable because greater is calling. Don't become comfortable. Sometimes we become comfortable when we feel like we've achieved a certain level of success. Sometimes we become comfortable in the midst of our sorrow, in the midst of our depression, in the midst of our life circumstances. Sometimes we become comfortable even in dysfunction because it's all that we know. But listen, let me help you. Uh, it is time to become uncomfortable and pain is simply a part of the journey. Uh, it's painful to bring about change. It's painful to start on a new journey. It's painful to stop doing things in the same old way and getting the same old results. It's painful when we challenge ourselves beyond our comfort zone, but pain is a part of the journey. I know that pain is a part of the journey because uh, it, it, it gives us, uh, the text gives us the revelation in the place that Moses finds himself. Mount Horeb, Mount Horeb is the place 
that becomes the holy mountain, but Mount Horeb means desolate place. I know places of desolation, places of hardship, places of challenge, places that are wilderness spaces for us have been, it seems like the norm for a while, but can I help you? We got to change our perspective. We got to turn the corner on our understanding and recognize that pain is a part of this visionary journey. Mount Horeb means desolate place, but can I tell you Uh, that the place that is the desolate place on the backside of the desert where he was doing his everyday thing, tending to the flock, the desolate place becomes the holy mountain of God. Because even the wilderness, even the places of hardship and challenge, even the places of, uh, of, of, of loneliness, even the places of uncertainty, God will step in to your place of desolation and make it the holy mountain. Uh, God will make it the place where he meets you. God will make it a place where he shows up in order to bring about the divine purpose, in order to solve the problem, in order to take you higher, in order to cause your worship to go to the next level. God will turn your desolate place into the holy mountain because God meets us in the middle of our pain. Hallelujah. And God wants to use your usual to do something miraculous. Listen, you may think that you don't have what it takes. Listen, uh, if you would just search the scriptures uh, every now and then, what you will see is that most people felt like they were not necessarily qualified to be and to do uh, what God has purposed for their lives. But can I tell you that you have been prepared and are being prepared? In Moses' life, uh, he had to live in the palace for some 40 years. Uh, He had to be raised in the palace because he had to know how things work in the palace. It also uh, was that he had been in the palace before that I believe gave him an audience with Pharaoh because everybody couldn't go meet with the Pharaoh. Everybody couldn't go meet with the one who was large and in charge. And if you wanted to take a meeting uh, with the Pharaoh and the Pharaoh decided that he did not want to meet you, uh, uh, you could be killed for challenging that. You could be killed for coming into his presence unannounced. Um, uh, and, and so I believe uh, uh, that it was uh, Moses a prior uh, 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 a relationship with those who had been in the palace that gave him a position of favor, even though he was standing before a new leader. It was the preparation. It was the past that God linked to the current that he would cause the deliverance of the Israelites to come in the very near future. And then Moses had to be a shepherd. He had to be a shepherd with the staff because after all, even as uh, uh, Moses was answering the call and he was going uh, and the challenges came, uh, uh, he ended up saying to God something about what was going on. And 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 he 
<clears throat> was told what he would do by God, and he had some questions, and God asked him a very specific question. He asked Moses, as Moses asked him um, uh, about how he would do the thing that God was calling him to do. Suppose they don't believe me, God. Suppose they won't listen to me. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. And God tells him one uh, response that God has to him. He says, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? See, Moses had to be a, a, a shepherd of the flock with the staff because Moses replied, a staff. And the staff is what God used to show the miraculous so that Pharaoh and Moses and all those who were witnessing would know that God is indeed working on behalf of God's people. Can I ask you that question this morning? What's in your hand? What is it that God has given you? What do you already have that God wants to use that is a part of you, that it is an extension of you and what you do that will cause you to be able to be a blessing in somebody else's life? Give yourself permission to see what God has shown you and walk it out. Give yourself permission to see what God is showing you and walk it out. Stop allowing fear to paralyze your progress. We've got to stop allowing fear to paralyze our progress because God wants to do something miraculous in your usual, but it all comes down to the yes. Will you say yes to what God is calling you to be, to do, to become, so that somebody else might be delivered? It might be your children. It might be your supervisor. It might be someone in your community. You may need to meet a great need. I don't know. But pain is a part of the journey. And your purpose for the journey will solve that problem. God wants to use the miraculous in the midst of your usual. You've been prepared and are being prepared. Give yourself permission to walk it out. And God, we thank you for encouraging us, for calling us, for compelling us to walk in the purpose that you have divinely ordained for us. By the power of your spirit, help us to move to walk it out. Give us what we need, God. Remind us that the spirit of fear has no place, no power, and no authority in our lives. And use us for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we call these things done. Amen. Amen.